Welcome to another episode of Life, Love, and Perspective. I am your host, Cookie, and I hope everyone's enjoying their day. I didn't wake up to snow today. Yay! However, it was cold, so I guess I'm patiently waiting um, for the weekend when it's going to be a little warmer. I wonder what it's going to look like next week. So let's see, we had 30s and 40s this week. We had snow. We're going to get up upper 70s this weekend yeah i can't wait to see what next week brings as we start rounding out the month of april moving into may i'm telling you i think this ohio weather is like the most bipolarist weather can't make up his mind don't know what to do weather ever i remember summers used to show up on time to me summers were always short anyway so that's the least they could do is show up on time well it is what it is, I suppose. But anywho, yesterday was the final episode of Blackish. Teardrop, teardrop, teardrop. I loved that show. And I remember when they came out with Grownish, I was wondering, mm, didn't know how I felt about it because Zoe was cool on the show, but then she had all the other characters that kind of went with her character or whatever. So when they came up with Grownish, I just remember thinking, hmm, I don't know how this is going to work because I don't know if she can carry a show by herself. And I mean, I know it's not her by herself, but her without the normal, usual cast. But then when I started watching it, it's like, oh my gosh, they did an awesome job of putting together a cast that, I thought really gelled. The cast was cool out the gate. I liked the dynamics that they had. So I finished out the season and I watched her graduate. So after she graduated, they showed Junior coming in like for the next um, season. So the way I'm guessing, I don't know who watched Grownish besides me, but uh, for all those that do watch it, I'm thinking the show will, will pick up with Luca's sister, Junior, and we'll just call him Aaron's protege. I forget what his name was. But I could see that cast being the new foundational setting to what Zoe had going on, like a continuation. Um, I I think they could have kept Blackish on with the, the dynamics between Diane and Jack. Um, I mean, they have to be probably like in what junior high high school maybe well apparently high school I'm assuming or close to it because they were talking about picking out their colleges so at the last episode so you got to figure they're somewhere around that age too but we could have followed them through their their school year and found out what Dre and Rainbow decided to do with the next chapter of their lives but I just really enjoyed it because it was like they said yesterday and I agree with that looking at the show was like looking at their families. And I told my husband one time, I'm like, you know what? It's her and the Goldbergs, like their moms. I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'm not that bad, am I? Because <laughs> I know my kids think I'm crazy. But for me, I try, I want to stay relatable with them. Like I have individual relationships with each of them. And it just so happens to me, it seems like, I'm a lot cooler with my sons. My older son, we can hang out, hang out. And my younger son, he sees me as like his homie. 
But don't get it twisted. I'm that homie to get on his last nerves. But I don't allow him to stay in that place. And I don't have a problem with him expressing himself. But like he tells me sometimes, he'll get mad if I tell him to do something. And he'll be like sitting there. And it's like, um, is there a reason why you're sitting there? Like, don't you need to be moving? And he'll hit me with the, I'm trying to calm myself down. Mm -mm. Uh, see, here's the thing. I want to choke somebody all the time, but I don't. And, you know, they just, mama, 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 mama. Oh, that's a lot. And I don't always want to be bothered. I really don't. But guess what? They can't tell you that. Most times, if especially if I have my back turned to my daughter and she's, my, my, with one of her things, it's like, and I'll turn around with a smile, like, yeah, what's up, kind of thing. So, yeah, if I can control myself, I understand he's 13 and he's a kid. But, yeah, he can learn how to control himself now. Just to be, I'm just so angry because if I get up, I'm going to be popping around and stomping around. Yeah, no, that's not acceptable. I can't, I mean, I could, and I tell him that all the time. I'm grown. I could do all of those things, but I don't. So if I'm controlling myself, guess what, buddy? You're going to control yourself, too. So, no, I'm not going to wait for you to get it together. Uh, I'm going to need for you to get moving now. So, you know, he'll get up, and then sometimes we'll just work through his anger together. Like, I have one question I always ask, especially if he's mad. Why did I have to say anything to you? Well, because I didn't do so. Oh, so I had to tell you. Did you know you were supposed to do it? And he'll be like, yeah. Oh, okay, so let me understand this. I said something to you about something that was not done that you were supposed to do and you knew you were supposed to do it. Okay, let me ask this. Why didn't you do it? And he'll be like, oh, well, because I wanted to go look at TV. I just didn't feel like doing it. Oh, okay then. So, and here's why I tell him. So all roads lead back to you, right? All roads lead back to you. The thing that I have been trying to impress upon them since they were little and even my older kids like you have to accept responsibility for your own actions it's no like how are you mad at me because you didn't do something you knew you were supposed to do and then you didn't even have a good reason for not doing it like like he said he just didn't feel like doing it Okay, that's cool. I'm not even mad at you, but guess what? You're going to do it now. So guess what? I bet you're doing something you want to do now. It's all choices. So, yes, when I looked at Blackish, I definitely saw our family dynamic, you know, kind of in a different way, though. Like, I would say Dre was um, Rainbow's oldest son. <laughs> like, I know he was her husband, but, yeah, that's how my husband is. Like, I tell him all the time, he's always, always, I can't find this, can't find that. Where's this, where's that? Oh, did you even look? And, of course, he's like, yeah, I looked. Oh, okay, well, I know it's right there, but I'm going to come look. And, sure enough, it's right there. And then I always tell them, it's like, you look for stuff like them kids. How you be getting mad at them when they can't find just nothing that's right there in front of them? He's the same way. But he, like Dre, he's that one. You know what I mean? Like, he keeps it together. Like, I asked the kids one time, like, if you had to describe every member of the family, what would it be? So they were like, you know, they all said goofy things about me. 
Um, but at the end of the day, they know I definitely mean well, and I just really keep it relatable. And they were like, you know, then they had their opinions of each other. And then it was like, well, what about your dad? They were like, hmm, give me a minute. I'm like, right, that's the same thing I said, give me a minute. <laughs> and I'm married to him. But we all said the same thing. Like, he's long-winded, and he be meaning well, and it just doesn't always come out the right way. Like, it just doesn't always come out the right way. So, you know, we love him. Absolutely. We definitely love him, but he's different. He's a little different for us. And they're used to being with me like every day, all day, like when they're not in school or whatever. And then they never went to daycare, so it's always been mama. So our relate, my relationship with them is a lot more extensive, if you will. I mean, he doesn't do anything but go to work and come home. And he's with them, but that's only, what, five hours a see. So, well, they go to bed at eight during the week. So that's like maybe three hours a day he sees them. Then they have the weekends, of course. So that's like, what, two days out the week that he gets a full day with them. But yeah, I'm with them every day, all day. From the time they go to school, he goes to work. I have to get him off to school. And it's like sometimes he's been here and he, he there was a point where he was taken to school just to give me a break. Yeah, see, he's sweet, but... He, he was taking them to work, and he would just be like egg scramble on his head every day. It was always something. He's like, is this what it is every day? Mm, yeah, it really is every day. You have to stay on top of everybody to do what they're supposed to do. And then you think one's ready to go, and they tell you they're ready, but when it's time to walk out the door, guess what? Somebody's not ready. And, like, he's way less tolerable about that kind of stuff than me. Me, it's just like, okay. Like, what was that, like a week ago? So, my daughter, haha, she loves pranking. Yeah, not funny. So, I make sure everybody's dressed and ready to go. Oh, okay, yeah, we're ready. Okay, get your stuff, put it by the door. The bus will be leaving in about five minutes. I get ready to go five minutes later. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so... My son heads out. I grab the keys and head out. And he goes, you want me to ruin your day now or when you get to the car? Hmm, you can do it now. He was like, you know she's not in the car, right? Hmm, she's not? Where is she? He like, I don't know, but I'm going to go get in the car. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you go get in the car while I find your sister. So I start calling her. So, of course, here she comes out of her room. What are you doing with bags on her feet to boot? It's like, what are you doing? Oh, I was in there looking at TV. Ah, okay, so, hmm, instead of you having your stuff by the door, being ready, and let's go, you decided you would just go in your room. Normally, she stands there, she's like by the door, or either out the door. So, yeah, I had no, no reason to assume she had um, put bags on her feet so she didn't have to take her shoes back off to walk across the carpet. It's like, okay, just, um... No, don't leave the bags laying there. So now you still going to have to take your shoes off to go throw the bags away. So go throw the bags away and let's go. So then her, well, that wasn't her prank. That was just the insanity that I endure in the mornings. But her prank was so, I think it was like later on that week. 
I tell her, let's go. So she's up there by the door, ready to go. We leave out. We get in the car. I pull out the yard. I'm on my way to school. So she goes, um, oh, man. I just start slowing down. What is it? I left my backpack. I just take a deep internal breath. It's like, you know what? Because I told her to get ready. She had plenty of time to get her stuff. I didn't say nothing. I just started turning the car around. She's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm just playing. I told her, oh, that was super funny. And just kept, you know, went on and took her to school. But, uh, yeah. So, looking at Blackish, I definitely could relate with the kids. But I just thought it was a really good show. And I really hate to see it go off the air. Because the cast was really put together nicely. And everybody added to the show like there was not one true standout they all made it what it was so hopefully they'll be back on some kind of way or the kids go visit between the other two shows i don't know but yep hate to see that one go off it's always the good black shows but then again i guess maybe they had touched on everything from the perspective or the point of view of the nucleus of the family so, I guess you want to keep it moving along. You want to keep it interesting. You want to keep it good. So, I can see how it kind of kind of had to go. I just hated to see it go. But as long as we get to follow the other people, the other characters through what they got going on, that's cool. So, that was that on that. I saw on the news today. I just don't understand the world. I don't understand the world at all. So... Apparently, I remember back in the day, schools, school lunches were free. Like, I don't know when they made the turn. Maybe before I was an adult, maybe while I was still in school. I really don't know. But I do remember them being free at a time. But anyway, so apparently they're no longer free. But they did make them free for the during the pandemic when it first started. So everyone was getting free lunches, whether they were in school, remote learning, or whatever. And then they decided during the remote learning, well, with everything being like it was, um, a lot of kids probably definitely were not eating since they were at home. So my thing is, well, you saw the need and you fully understood how important it was to feed kids during the pandemic because there's a problem. So why at what point nothing has nothing has changed? I mean, COVID has moved you know, down the road a little bit or whatever. But in terms of people's finances and um, prices of everything, I mean, everything is going up. Uh, inflation is just beyond ridiculous right now. Oh, I mean, I guess they gave the, the raises. Some of the places were $15 during the pandemic. But now I'm hearing like some of those places that were $15 have dropped back down or they went down lower. They're no longer offering the $15. And I'm not saying everywhere, but I hear some places are not. So with the conditions being worse than what they were in the sense of, um, because that's the other thing, everyone keeps hollering like, there's a shortage of workers. Nobody's working. I'm really just confused on well, where where are people getting money from? Like, where's the money coming from? Because somebody's buying something. You know, they're talking about all these quarterly increases and things of businesses and profits that some businesses are making. And 
um, who's buying stuff if nobody's working? So I don't know. But anyway, um, it's coming up where the food, the free lunches are going to be canceled. Like they're going to do away with that program. So here's what I would suggest. And here's my thinking. Like everybody can get behind whatever cause, whatever uh they feel injustice is going on like everybody's protesting everything why is it that nobody's really up in arms about that i'm confused so to do my part i was going to start a petition to send to the governor at very minimum like do something to try and you know i'm sure somebody he can talk to up there some somebody so he can get somebody to listen and maybe another person and another person and you know who knows but everybody should be outraged like you know there's a problem you're giving away food you have food drives all over um a lot of communities and everything they have the um what do you call those pantries where people can go get food churches are given i mean there is people need food people need to eat and sadly the ones who are probably most affected is the kids so yeah i think that's the least you can do congress is up there just playing just whatever they're up there doing they're just doing whatever they want to do nobody's focusing on what's really important like come on people everyone like my husband seems to think that the world if you will especially as it relates to black people, is not going to get any better. He doesn't see it getting better. And I'm like, well, you can't think that way because you have this generation of kids coming up now. They're the all-inclusive bunch. They are, some of them are coming in prepared to um, be current or whatever with the technology advances that are going on. You know what I mean? Like, they're in those fields now. Um, You have kids going to school for things that probably us as their parents never would have even thought of going to school for, where change can be made. This generation is coming in with an all-inclusive attitude. I think things can change, but I also understand that in order to really make change, especially for black people, mm, it's going to take black people to get together and start really making noise about things that matter. Like you look at, even with the mask mandates, you saw predominantly white schools, parents in there, whether you feel it was right or wrong to have the mask on or not, it doesn't even matter. It's just the fact that you saw them banding together for whichever side of the fence they were on. Rather, it was they wanted their kids to wear them or they didn't want them to wear them. They band together and they filled those schools. They filled the schools. They filled the school board meetings. Some of those places were standing room only. I mean, they know how to get stuff done or at least make some real ruckus and go down fighting. Like, black people, we know how to talk about it amongst ourselves and can get riled up, can get <laughs> have heated conversations, but will not do anything, won't do nothing. Here we all have the same platform, if you will. We're all on social media. We all know how to add a governor. We all know how to add a senator. 
there's their information is out there. Everybody should be adding their senators, their congressmen, their local um, officials. Hey, they got this, um, the elections coming up now. Now's a really good time to start breathing this constituents, start breathing down these people's necks to get, get that done at least. I mean, we, we just have to start somewhere for too long. We've been at the bottom of everything. And for most of it, if you really think about it, I'm not going to say we're there because we want to be, but let's face it, we don't get involved with a whole lot of anything. Now, we will definitely get involved in some conversations. We're, we're the, the group king and queen of water cooler talk. But real action, where where's everybody? At? Oh, now everybody want to be quiet. Come on, let let this be the start of the one thing we, we sink our teeth in. At least let our, our kids eat for free. I mean, because like I said, some kids, they don't get it. They do not eat at home. And the one place that they can get a meal from, their parents aren't paying for them to do that. Then you have some that should, I guess, by law, legally, because of the county programs their parents are on. You have some kids out there whose parents aren't even filling out the papers to even get them signed up for that. You know what I mean? Like, they're kids. They are children. And all households are not created equal. They're not all equal. There may be issues at home where, like I said, somebody's just not submitting the form. So the kid still isn't eating. And then you have bullying. I mean, yeah, at least let the kids eat. Let them all have that level playing field. I mean, not all school lunches are even good, so not every kid will even take advantage of it. But at least for those that need it or want it, let it be available. Let it be free. I mean, the government is taking us for a ride on everything else. At least feed the kids. So that's my spiel on that because I think it's important. For me, I just want us all to win because I think we can. I think we are some hell of a people i mean you know what i mean just our resilience our knowledge our abilities there's nothing that we can't do i mean i'm sure there's some stuff we can't do but you know what i mean like i'm like business minded now let me tell you a little secret about me (laughs) i thank god i've gotten better that i'm you know at a different point now but i've always i think been entrepreneurial minded and I've always had like a lot of ideas. And here's what I'm going to say about me. I don't think small. Like you have somebody with a vision and it'll be, well, I just want to reach, you know, if I can reach one person, I I would just be happy. Then I've done, you know, I feel that way also. Now, if I can reach one person, that's great. But my overall goal is not to just reach one person. You know what I mean? Like I said, I want us all to win, but that's always been my thing. Now I have worked, I don't have a problem working a job, but I just, for me, it's important to have my purpose. For me, it's important for me to live my truth and be in my purpose, whatever God has called me to be. Like, I remember times where I would just feel, I'm not going to say depressed, but it would feel like I was depressed. Like, what is it that I'm meant to do? So in the meantime, in between time, I'm just throwing stuff up against the wall I went to school for some of everything, quite a few things. I didn't, initially, I didn't finish. 
because it was always something that I heard that made me pause. And then when I really thought about it, it's like, ah, that's not for me. Like, I was going to be a social worker. Started going to school, went down there to Cleveland State. And then I thought about it, it's like, hmm. I'm sitting in class one day, and I hear people talking about their experiences. Like, um, I'm assuming these people had already been in the field. Like, they were working at some level, um, like interning or whatever, but still going to school. And so I'm thinking, like, so you mean to tell me you go in people's houses and you have to be in there if they have bugs or whatever in there? And I'm just sitting here listening to some of these horror stories. And I'm thinking to myself, mm, mm, mm. nope, because either you're going to have to meet me on the porch outside or I'll just go ahead and turn my badge in. So I realized somewhere in there, and then I was thinking about, you know, they were talking about the kids that you come across and, you, you know, some of the situ- situations and just listening to that was too much for me. So it's like, oh, not going to be a social worker. Sorry. <laughs> so what's next on the agenda? And I went, I was going to be a real estate agent. So start going to one of the real estate schools or whatever um, to be a real estate agent. And again, I started with for a minute, then I found out, well, you know, you're going to be showing houses, it's going to be dark, some of the houses are abandoned, and you you know, it's like, wait a minute, can my husband come with me? Oh, no, I got to work alone? Mmm, okay, don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) So, me and my little scary self was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me either. And then they were talking about, again, the conditions of the house. And like I said, going into an abandoned house has been empty for years. Mm, don't see myself doing that at all. So I came out of there. And, you know, I just couldn't get it together. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Not as a profession, as a career, nothing. So then I wanted to be a counselor, <laughs> I always thought I would be, I would have been very good at it. I just, I thought I would have been good as a counselor. But because I get emotional about the smallest things, I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't make it as that either. You know, to have a couple sitting there emotional telling me about something and I'm sitting there either crying with them or they say something I feel is funny. I'm sitting up there laughing like a mental patient. So... That didn't work either. <laughs> like, I I didn't I did start going to school for that. I absolutely did, but then I realized that's not going to work for me either. So then I decided I need to f- decide what I want to do, and I wanted to do something because I've been a stay-at-home mom. I'm working on the last getting the last two out, and. I've just been that, yes, I've been all the field trips. I've been cooped up on the little yellow school buses. I've did all of those things. But now, you know, even the younger kids are getting older now. So it's not that many field trips to go on. And so, you know, I'm here, you know, for all the conferences and things like that. But that's it. I'm just mom at home. So for me, I wanted going to school and getting a degree was threefold, really. One is because I wanted something that I felt would kind of be timeless. Well, before I even made that decision, 
I did a whole lot of soul searching and decided because I am someone, I have been a procrastinator. Like, I have been one. So, a lot of things I start on, don't finish, start, stop, start, stop. And I'm not going to really say school was that way. I just realized before going deeper into these classes that they weren't for me. They were not going to be a good fit for me. And for me, I thank God that I've had the ability and the luxury to be able to poke around and find something that will really make me happy and be able to do it. So kudos and shout out to my husband. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But so once I did all of that, I decided it's time to stop playing with life. It's time to get serious. I want my kids to be able to look at me and go, you know what? You can do anything because I've been telling them that since forever, since before Barack became president, because I heard a lot of parents after he became president. It's like, yeah, I'm telling my kids now um, they can be anything they want to be. It's like, um, I'm sorry, what were you telling them before? You are limited in what you can be? I don't know, but I've been telling my kids that forever. So I wanted them to see that you can be anything you can be, and I'm just at home. And so I made that decision. I decided what I wanted to go to school for after not becoming a counselor. And I got in there, and then it became hard. (laughs) Then school became hard because now I have this balance that I'm not used to having between meeting someone's deadline for assignments and group projects and all of this because I was going online. And now I've been through all of them. I have did the um, real college. Like I said, I went to Cleveland State. I did the trade schools. Um, and then I finished online. And at the end of the day, honestly, I feel this is... My perspective and my opinion, I feel that the, for the most part, the whole college, I mean, I understand the college experience. I see how that could really be a big thing. Like from that perspective, I get, but just educationally, I don't get it because most, now if you're going for a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, yeah, you need to go to school, (laughs) but just saying, well, I want to go for, um, office administrate business administration. I think it is. Okay. Well, they have manager training programs at a lot of jobs. And then you have other things where you're going to get trained regardless. And I understand having some knowledge going into it, like, you know, okay, well, I know that there are government rules and regulations in this career field. So, you know, like just basic stuff. But I'm going to say probably more than half of that stuff, you don't retain it. You absolutely do not retain what you learned as a freshman, even up until maybe midway through, um, saying like you're a junior or whatever. You probably don't even remember the very basic stuff you learned. I mean, not the very basic stuff, but a lot of the stuff you learned as a freshman. So for me, the amount of money that um, college charges and the loans and everything you have to take out for them and to say you're on the hook forever paying these loans back, I think college is overrated and it's definitely overpriced, but I think it's really overrated. But that's my opinion. Now, did I 
push, try to push both of my kids into college? I did. Neither of them did. But my daughter, she's entrepreneurial minded. My son is more work minded, which I really don't get because he has like this weird knowledge of cars. Like he's read the manual to cars. Like, who's reading the manual? Like, I understand grabbing the manual manual out of the glove compartment because, uh, you know, you don't know how to do something. So you grab it. Okay, table of contents. You find it. You look it up. You read about it. You fix it. You put it back and you never touch it again. He, on the other hand, has gotten it. It's like, why are these pages folded? Oh, I was reading there. I had stopped. Oh, so you just reading the whole thing. But when I call him about something, you think he can't tell me? It doesn't matter if it's the same model car I drive or not. And I I swear, I try to encourage him, like, you ought to get to a job. You ought to get in the field of something with cars. Like, you can be your own. You can be a mechanic. You can be any a detailer. You can be anything doing with cars, tin windows. Like, you can do a, a bunch of stuff. Because he, and he likes to well, clean cars out. Like, you, he would make an excellent detailer. Because he have them looking like brand new by the time he's done. But anyway, neither one of them went to college. My youngest two, I've, I have a different mindset with them. I want them to be happy. I want them to be happy doing whatever they want to do. Have I talked to them about college? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not for me. I, You know what I mean? Like, it is overrated. But to have that college experience, I think, is good for them. So, yes, I do push it a little bit not really I would rather I think I push more entrepreneurial ideas on them than college and they seem to gravitate towards the entrepreneurial thinking and I'm good with that you know I just want them to be happy like I've come to be so after I found out what I wanted to do as a career I went and here was my thinking it's like well I haven't worked in 20 something years um Yeah, let me get something in the medical field. You know what I mean? That if nothing else, because I have clerical skills, always have. So if I can combine those some kind of way and get in a degree where I could at least, if nothing else, get in in an entry-level position in a hospital, I can move my way up. I definitely can do that. But that was just it. So I decided I would go to school. Um... And I did. And I got my associate's degree. Then I went back and got my bachelor's degree because I wanted to have more than just that. So the master's degree, mm, no thank you. Hopefully, honestly, I won't even need it. I just wanted my kids to see, and they were they were so proud of me. They were so proud of me because math was never my strong suit, not even in high school. <laughs> not like, like, maybe elementary sure but once we hit algebra and all that stuff there were certain uh mathematical um things that i like better than others like i like fractions my husband can't stand fractions either way i definitely like fractions and division so i guess those probably would be my main two that i do like out of the whole thing but anyway i um I had a hard capital H, capital A, capital R, capital D, bolded, underlined several times with explanation points, with uh, the numeric symbol, the ampersand signal symbol, like the cuss word symbols. I had a hard time with math. 
but I was determined to not give up. Oh my gosh, I was determined. I was not giving up. I was determined. So I remember one weekend, I owed, I definitely did tutors. I did extra help, all kinds of stuff. But I remember one weekend, it was coming up on like the midterms or whatever. I spent an entire weekend. I called it my, I called math my boyfriend. I spent the entire weekend with math. And when I say I spent the entire weekend with math, I mean exactly that. The only time I got up from my computer was if I had to use the bathroom. Other than that, I ate at my computer. I was just at my computer all weekend. And guess what? I did get a C in that class. I squeaked out a C. I was excited because I knew what I had put into there. And there was a whole lot of sweat going into it. So I did that. And my kids were excited. My husband was happy for me. He was just glad that I didn't quit. I didn't procrastinate about it. I just did it. And I got a degree out of it. So he's probably thinking, oh, cool. Okay, cool. (laughs) She's going to do something with it. I don't know. So once I got that, to me, that that was for me. That degree was for me. And that was probably the first thing that I would say was really for me. And I was proud of myself for doing it. So now I still felt, well, I want to walk in my purpose because that degree was not my purpose. Like that field, any of that, that wasn't it. I wanted to walk in my purpose. And so I started yet again, throwing stuff up against the wall of what I wanted to do. Cause now I'm thinking of it as whatever it is. Well, I want to find a business. I, I want to find something I can do from home, something I really enjoy doing and that I would be good at. And most importantly that I would enjoy doing. So you know how you always have like this little thing knowing that you like, I want to be this. I want to do that. I want, like, you know what you want to do. You just can't put it together. Can't quite put your finger on it. That was me. And the counseling component has always been like my thing. Like I help people in my my circle, in my world. I don't, I just do it and I happily do it and I feel good doing it. And people don't mind allowing me to do it. Like, you know, they'll come and say, you know, I got whatever going on and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, here's some encouragement. You know, (laughs) you can do it kind of thing. And I like it. I enjoy it. So since I realized I wasn't going to be a counselor, I, um, then it, it came to me one day. It's like, well, you know what? People around me, I do affect them, their lives in that kind of way. Never really thought about it. I was just doing me looking beyond what was right there in front of me, if that makes sense. And so I started praying about it. Well, I had kind of been praying about it, but I would kind of leave it alone. But I was on a mission almost. So I started praying about it. Like, what do you want me to do? And then you got something for me to do. Guess what? I want to do it kind of thing. And so, again, I started down this trail of, let me see, what can I do? And I was one of the things. Oh, I was was going to do beads. I was going, because, you know, online... A lot of people are making those bracelets with the beads on them. They're really cute, though, also. They were really cute. So I'm like, oh, how cool would that be? I can make my own and have a gazillion different designs. Well, I got it. And then I realized, huh, can't quite put it together like that. I did some. I probably did about 10 
that I, I was impressed with myself. Like, I really thought they were cute. But I enlisted my friend who has an eye. I'm not necessarily sure if it was for bracelets, but she definitely has an eye for, like, interior design. I love what she does with her house. Like, I love it. And she doesn't leave it the same. Like, you'll go over there in the springtime and, yeah, like, you'll go over there in the winter and the spring and you'll see it a certain way. But by the end of the summer or going into the fall or whatever, she has it done differently, different paint. Like, everything's just redone. And she does an awesome, awesome job. I mean, an awesome job. So, I figured, well, if she can do that with the house, man, she'll be something else on a bracelet. <laughs> so, I enlisted her to do this with me, and she came, but um, I realized that wasn't the thing for me. It wasn't. And then I go out, and I get everything I need, everything. So, like, my husband now, this was, like, some years ago, probably about five or six, maybe, when I endeavored on the beads. <laughs> He's now like, um, maybe you can sell some of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I might get into it later on in life. He like, oh my gosh, whatever. Like I said it before, my husband is supportive to a fault. It's not really a fault, but I call it that because with my thinking and his supportiveness, <laughs> we a hot mess together. Because like I said, if I'm going to do it, oh, I'm going to do it right. And I want the best there is while I'm doing it. So, I go out and I buy all this stuff, play with it for a minute, and then, hmm. And he's like, hey, Cookie, um, so where are you at with the beads? Yeah, you know what? I don't think that's really for me. <laughs> so here's what I was thinking to replace that. And he's just like, oh, my gosh, something else. Oh, what is it, darling? You know, and I happily tell him, and I can know, I just know he is screaming on the inside. But I don't care. So I... What was the next thing I did? Oh, I was going to do t-shirts. So I went out and bought all the stuff, and I was going to do t-shirts. And every time we went to the store, he's like, what are you getting those shirts for? Oh, I'm going to make them. I'm going to practice on them. I'm going to do something with them. Um, as I sit here right now staring at them, I haven't did anything but folded them up, bought a rack to put them on even, and that's where they're at. So, yeah, I, I just was throwing stuff up against the wall. But the thing that kept coming back to me was what was right in front of me. Again, the pure joy and happiness that I have just kind of being that voice. You know what I mean? And that's what occurred to me one day. Like, you don't even have to think that far into it. Like, you're doing it right now. You are doing what you love right now. So it's like, you know what? After I thought about it, it occurred to me, you know what I'll do? I'll do podcasting because I started blogging also. Oh, yeah, I'd be all over the place. So I started blogging. I can type. I just, my mind is speaking, if you will, and trying to get it all down on paper is a little different. So then it's like, you know what? I can podcast. And then I get everything I want rolled up in one. That's what I'll do. But then right before podcasting, I was going to work on something else. And I, I'm cool with the something else before the podcasting. I really am. Oh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote a book, too. Um, it's actually on Amazon. However, I haven't released, released it because something is going on. It's like I need it needs to be formatted like with the little UPC code. And that's really about it. I need the formatting done for that. 
But I'm going to get that book out also. And then I'm going to let all you guys know. So you guys can get a copy of it. But yeah, I finally found it. And I'm right here doing it. And I'm happy doing it. Like you just don't know how many. <laughs> I have so many podcasts on my phone. But I don't like it on the phone. Because it's a hard time. I have a hard time getting it over to my computer. And the software that I need on my computer, it's not on my phone, like in the Play Store or whatever. So, that's a, it's, it's a workaround. It's not a small thing, but it's a workaround. But I love it. I really enjoy doing it. And the great part for me is I can have my husband, like he was a co-host yesterday. I can have him on. I did one with the kid. Well, actually, the one with the kids was my first one. And it was like, I was going to do it with them based on a conversation I was having with my son. Then I wound up, I was recording him just playing with them. Then it's like, you know what? I bet somebody out there has a 13 year old out there that thinks, that's thinking that same thought. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and we're going to do that. So then I'm like, well, we can do this on Friday. So I'm good with that because I can incorporate everybody. It's something we can all do. And we all got a story to tell. You know what I mean? Like parenting them can maybe help other parents. And the thing that I thought cool, really cool about my kids, because I have a 22, 23 and a 10 and a 14, no, 10 and 13, he'll be 14 this year. But their kids and us as parents, to hear it from their perspective, like maybe your kid is saying something, going through something or whatever, and then you hear it from them. And then it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like to get an understanding, you know, sometimes you hear something and somebody's telling you and you like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not trying to hear what you're talking about. But then somebody else can he say it and it's like, huh, I had never thought of it that way. But, oh, OK, yeah, I, you know, whatever. So that's what I thought was the cool thing about having my kids on that they could they can maybe help out, too. So, yes, it's really been a good day. And I know I'm kind of all over the place today, but not really. I just, I just marvel at life. Um, and we all have a talent. We all have something we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And there are so many openings, <laughs> if you will. Like all these jobs are out there. And now we all have the space to create our own thing. Like, it doesn't have to be podcasting, but you may be that blogger. You may be that candle maker. You may be that craft person. You may be that t-shirt maker. You may be that designer. Like, my daughter, she's into, she makes lip gloss. Um, what else? She does nails. She does tattoos. All these things. Now, she can draw. She could draw coming in the door. But she's self-taught on doing those things. And I think YouTube is the greatest social media platform out there because you now have the ability, no matter what you want to do, down to mechanical stuff. Like if you like changing oil or working on cars or, you know, like minor things, YouTube is it. That is, I didn't even know it was a thing. Like I'm probably the last one to get on Facebook. <laughs> I'm the last. And it's not that I didn't know these things existed. I just fought the change. Like, kind of Facebook is what I thought. Kind of a waste of time. Because you get on there, you look at a couple of things. Next thing you know, you're on here for four hours. And you wonder, where did the time go? Where did the day go? Like, I had things to do. What happened? But YouTube, 
again, I'm probably I was the last one to find out about that because somebody was like, "Yeah, well, you can just look on YouTube and it'll tell you." I can go look on YouTube. It's like, yeah, it'll show you anything you want to do. I'm like, so you mean to tell me? So how much does this thing cost? They like, uh, it costs nothing. You just type in what you want to do and boop, it'll pop up. And not only will one thing pop up, like you can have several things from the largest thing to the smallest thing. And just look at videos all day until you get it figured out. Then you have books. Like there are so many resources that can help us learn and do anything we want to do for real. Like anything. A lot of people say, oh, I want to start a business. I want to do something. My question to people now is, even if they don't say that, you know, it's just like, I hate my job. Oh, but what else you want to do? Well, I don't know. Well, you should think about it. Because now you can make money doing anything. And the platforms are there and available. And if you don't know how to do it, like I said, not only do you have books, you have groups online. You have people in these groups that will help you do anything. Like I belong to one and I remember someone going, well, I don't know how to Photoshop. And I would love to have, you know, this removed out of the background. And they'll post a picture. And it's like, well... Do you know who could do it? Or, you know, if someone could do it, I could pay them, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? I've seen that picture pop up two, three times. Like, there you go. I did it for you. No problem. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know you. They're like, no problem. It only took a second because it really only took a second. And then you also have the people in these groups, members, that are helpful. Like, they can tell you and point you in the right direction. There isn't a reason why everybody shouldn't be living their dream or at least even if it doesn't work out at least try it like at least try and I hear a lot of people you need money to make money okay well here's where the rubber meets the road um most of us have money to do what we want to now I'm not talking about just going on extravagant trips but most people if you want to buy that weave you're gonna buy that weave most people, if you want to buy that outfit to go out that weekend, you're going to do it. And see, that money over a period of time can be used to go towards your business. And a lot of businesses, like they have books, they have online um, online sites or whatever, lists, online lists, where you can find jobs where you not jobs but you can start businesses on a shoestring i think that's what it's called then you have businesses you could start like a hundred businesses you can start for under a hundred dollars a hundred businesses for under a hundred dollars i started well i was in the middle of it wasn't at the beginning i saw the beginning of virtual assistants begin that's where it's called outsourcing now but for example you're a small business and we'll say, like the lady I work for, she was a public relations person. And one of her clients was the plane dealer. And there's this um, commercial that comes on TV now. But I remember she was the public relations for that business. I want to say it probably was just starting out then. Because I remember, because when I saw it on TV, it's like, oh my gosh. I remember I used to send out mailing mailers or whatever for the, the business. And now it's a commercial and it has grown. And I was on the ground floor of it in a, in a way. But so when it first came out, I'm like, that seems cool. But what businesses are going to go? Oh, here's all my stuff here. You work from home. I don't even know you here. You take that. Mm, nah, I didn't see that really being a thing. 
when it came back on my radar a second time, at this point, they had like um, certifications and things like that. So that was like the middle ground. It was taking off. It hadn't took off yet. So um, at that point, it's like, you know what? My husband had got laid off. I'm going to give that a try. Because again, like I said, I have clerical skills. I try to stay updated and up to date with the software that comes out, like for my own self, because I'm always writing or doing something. So I stay proficient in the software, the basic software programs, like the Excel, the Microsoft Suite, um, because a lot of businesses and companies use it one way or another. So I had those skills. And I started out as a virtual assistant. And it worked. I didn't work it. I'm not going to lie about it. I had one, two, three, maybe four jobs. But the public relations person, she was the bill payer. She was the one that maintained us and paid the bills. And it paid the bills. So it's like businesses are out there. I think we just, we're our own worst enemy. And so I think we hold us back. Because the resources are there. And technically, I'm going to say for most businesses, um, you can start them out small. I remember there was a guy that started a car wash. And I watched it grow. I watched it grow. And it went from opening up, nobody coming in, to the next summer opening up again. And you see a couple of people in there. And then the last time he opened up, cars would be on the street. You know, you have to leave a space so the cars can come down. But it had grew. And then he, you know, started offering other things and doing other stuff. But I watched it grow. And same way there was a detail shop that opened. I watched it grow. It opened. You didn't see anybody in there at first. You would see them open every day. Nobody in there. Then you would ride by and you see like a car here. Then you wouldn't see another car for another three, four days. Come by again. You see, and then finally, I guess maybe three, three summers in, they start having like a steady flow of people. And, you know, so again, it's doable. And, it, and some don't take a lot. Some businesses don't take a lot to start. But you have to start somewhere <laughs> to make them start. And like I said, even if it's cutting back going, you know what, instead of going out to eat, I'm going to put that money because I know like we all go out to eat. That's at least probably a hundred plus dollars. I mean, like once it's said and done, that's tip, tax, food, everything. So if you put a hundred dollars a week away, that's four hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like if you just cut back on some things, like you have to change your mindset because I think just going, well, yeah, I want to do that. Eh, doesn't really work. And I would suggest another thing like me for any, any endeavor that I've had, I always research. I have a notebook for everything probably that I've ever wanted to do. I have a notebook for it. I always research it. I write out what I want it to be or what I think it could be or whatever. Now it may not go any further than that, but let's start somewhere. People, how about everybody take today and just for a hot second, think about what would I do if I could start a business? You know what I mean? If you're unhappy in your job, if you could use a little extra money and you have a little extra time, then why not invest in yourself? This is probably the best time to get a business going. 
And I'm not going to talk about all the businesses that popped up when the stimulus money came out. It's there for the taking. It is there. All you have to do is hop online, figure out what you want to do. Because even if you don't have an idea, if you go to one of those sites where they tell you how to start one with little or nothing or whatever, they normally have a list of them. You even could find like the top 500 small businesses you could start at home kind of thing. Just start looking through those lists. Read the descriptions. Look at technology. Think about where we're at as a society, how it could fit into what's going on now, how you can make it really stand out. And then, you know, start looking on YouTube. Look at some videos to see how you even go about doing it. Or again, if you don't have any clue, just punch in candle making on um, on YouTube. You can punch in uh, crafts, crafts that sell, you know what I mean? Like big business crafts, anything, t-shirts, whatever it is, you can get online, watch some videos to see how they're produced, how they're made. Then you even have videos on there that tell you how the, um, the profits are or how to be more profitable at it. I just, as I bring this to a close, my goal is really, I want to see us all win at the end of the day. We're all capable of winning. The recipe and the formula, that kind of depends on you. Depends on what you want to do. But you have to take a step out of your comfort zone. You have to start thinking out the box. You have to start believing in yourself and knowing that you can do whatever you want to do. Now, it may take a lot of work, and it's going to take work regardless, but you can find that thing out there. We all have a purpose. Ask God what your purpose is. Try and figure out what it is you're good at, what you have a passion for. Yeah, I just want us all to win. So if everyone could do me a favor and just kind of think on that. If you're interested in becoming your own boss, doing your own thing, be an example to your kids, be an inspiration to your kids, you know, just being something different, letting your kids know, yeah, you can do it. You can do it because sometimes that's all they need to see. Like the things that I'm doing now, my daughter is so proud. I mean, my kids are all proud of me. They're all supportive of me. But my daughter, she's just like, oh my gosh, she's a man. She is truly in her mind, my mini me. I'm okay with that because she is. But I want her to see, I want all my kids. That's why every little endeavor I start, I tell them all about it. Because I want them to know that they too can do it. And I look at my oldest daughter and I see her in all these different things that she learns to do. She actually does people's nails. She actually does tattoos. And she actually braids hair. And she taught herself how to do all of them looking at uh, YouTube say yahoo looking at youtube so let's all be great let's all find our purpose let's all be happy let's all improve our lives let's all become better let's all do our part and raise a new better generation of kids including my own like that's my focus. I don't want them I want them to be better than me. I don't want them to feel as though they're they're limited in what they can do if they have the ability to do it. So, as I bring this to a close, I want to wish everyone a continued happy day. And you can go on um, Facebook, Life, Love, and Perspective on Facebook, or you can go to lifeloveandperspective.com. You can drop a, a email on the contact form or the feedback form 
And, you know, let me know what, what some of you guys are thinking about doing. You know, some of the ideas you might have, something you want to do. I just want to know that you guys are out there listening and you're thinking about it. Like, let me know it's making a difference somewhere. So you all have a great, wonderful day. And until next time, you've been listening to Life, Love, and Perspective. And I am your host, Cookie. So until next time, have a great day.